Welcome to Bridging Borders, the podcast where we try to bridge the gap between cultures through insightful conversations. Together, we explore diverse topics from productivity to language learning, all the while helping you improve your English skills. Hey, Veronica. Hey, Sam. How's it going? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, thank you. Everything is great. Today, we have a very interesting question. We're going to be talking about personalities because recently, Sam and I took this personality test and we're actually both the same personality type. And that's something that kind of prompted us to talk about this question. Uh, You know, what is personality and uh, can we actually rely on personality tests? So, Sam, what do you think a personality is? It's a good question and quite a difficult question. I guess a personality is some fundamental or core character traits that each individual has. So, for example, someone might say I'm introverted or someone might say they're extroverted. Someone might say they're competitive or they're kind. And these are all adjectives. And I guess each person, if they were to describe themselves or describe someone else, it loosely forms what would be called a personality. Yes, absolutely. I think it's also important to mention that um, your personality is basically the set of relatively stable traits. It's important to remember that because um, a lot of people say that, oh, I'm just this way, you know, I'm the way I am. But in reality, if you really want to, there are certain like traits and qualities that you can change. It's possible, but it might be hard because, you know, those qualities are relatively stable. Normally, they don't change. So basically, your personality encompasses like all of those unique traits and qualities that make you distinct and uh, Usually it defines how you interact with the world. Yeah, what you just said, Sam, like you're introverted or extroverted. Yeah, I read an article recently and it was about changing your personality because like you said, some people think they are rigid. Their personality is rigid or it's fixed. And like you said, people are like, oh, I'm I'm not like that. And this can often hold us back. And I th- I can't remember exactly because it, it wasn't recently, it was a while ago actually that I read this article, but there were people that wanted to change their personality a little bit and they could do this by uh, doing habits essentially of, of doing something which goes against their, their fixed, not their believed fixed personality. So for example, someone who was, who identified as introverted, who wanted to become more extroverted they they were set tasks to do like make small talk with a cashier and do things like this and apparently if you did these tasks over time then your personality could change what do you think about that oh yeah i can testify to that absolutely because in the past when i was in college when i was in high school and in college i was extremely introverted like all of those stereotypes you have about an introverted person i was that person and i think when i moved to mexico i really realized that uh, well i was completely alone so 
I was feeling very lonely and I realized that I really have to start making friends or at least like those small connections with people. As you just mentioned, like chatting with the security guard in your building, for example. So I had to make myself more extroverted because otherwise, you know, I would just feel very lonely. And now, for example, um, the security guard in my building, I know his name and, you know, we chat sometimes, even though my Spanish is not perfect. But even right now, I feel this like um, this a very interesting feeling when I have to talk to the security guard, because even though I like talking to him, he's a great person, but I, I still feel a little shy. But because, you know, deep inside, I know that I'm this like very introverted person however i still go out i still you know try to meet new people it's hard for me sometimes it is but i know that at the end of the day it really helps me it helps me become a part of like a larger community or make new friends or just again talk to my security guard because he's amazing yeah i was really interested once when i went to the pub near my university and one of my best friends from home was visiting me uh, in Leeds where I went to university and we went to the pub that I always went to and we were at the bar ordering a beer and my friend spoke to the guy serving us the beer and he struck up a conversation with him. And when we sat at the table, I said to my friend, I said, I've been coming to this pub for a year, maybe two years, and you have spoke to him more in the first time that you've uh, come to this pub than I have in two years. The most I have spoke to him is the my order, please, and thank you. I don't have that natural inclination to make small talk or to strike up a conversation, for example, but he 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 does. He loves chatting to people. Anybody he meets, he just wants to talk. But for me, it's the complete opposite. It's not that I I don't like I don't like talking to people. I love talking to people. I talk to people all day for my job. Maybe that's the reason why I don't like talking to people um, when I'm outside. But yeah, he he loves talking to people just randomly. But I my natural kind of mode is just to kind of keep to myself and not to not to be loud, not to get um like get attention on me and. When I go to the gym, for example, I go in my headphones and the most conversation I'll make in the gym is, you know, can I have that 10 kg plate, please? Or And that's it. Some people are very loud. Everyone knows that they're in the gym. They're making a lot of noise. They're, they're speaking to everyone. I'm not like that. I am kind of head down, do the job, get out. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, because I'm like this too. But I have a lot of friends uh, and just like people in my social circle, my family members who are like that too, who are, sorry, who are like your friend, mm -hmm. uh, who are like very extroverted and who really like making small talk. And I think in those moments, what really helps me is when uh, I spend time with those people, I kind of learn from them. You know, I look at them and I'm like, wow, I would love to be that person or, you know, a, a little bit more extroverted. I, I would love to be that way. And sometimes I talk to those people and, but usually I just observe them. I observe how they interact with others and I try to, you know, behave similarly. 
because for example uh my boyfriend is actually a very good example because he loves our security guard he's actually the person who started this relationship yes i'm going to talk a lot about our security guard right now but he's really an amazing person and uh, the way he started this relationship was with just buying food for him. You know, sometimes he would just go out and like late at night and he he was my boyfriend was craving, let's say, I don't know, Coke. And he would buy Coke for himself and for the security guard. And so every time he would do something nice like that for him completely for free, just because he wanted to. And I was like, I was just observing this whole thing. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Like, that's really something that I could maybe do too, because it doesn't require a lot of conversation. Obviously, the person is extremely happy. It makes me feel happy too. And uh, yeah, and that's how like I started talking to our security guard more and more. So definitely when I surround myself with people who are more extroverted, I can learn a lot from them. Yeah, I remember talking to that friend I just mentioned about being introverted or extroverted and I, I think I asked him how do you not care how what other people think of you because he he just from his kind of projections and his conversations he just doesn't care at all he's just happy to kind of just live his life and it seems like he doesn't think about opinions of others whatsoever and I was talking to him about that and I the conversation maybe kind of went in the direction of talking about being introverted or extroverted and when I told him I was introverted he was really confused he's like what no you're not you're so extroverted with me and I'm like yeah but you're one of my best friends and I feel incredibly comfortable with you and when I'm with you it's either you know it's usually him or uh, me and him and most of the time it's me him and other uh, of our friends so it's it's a complete I, I told him that when it's in a different situation when i'm with new people or when i'm in large groups i'm a very different person i'm a lot more reserved and quiet but when i'm with him and with our friends and we're talking about something that interests me then i may come across as an extroverted person but he was very surprised when i identified as an introvert so what does it mean to be an introvert for you veronica Yes, that's a very interesting question because I think a lot of people have idea have this idea that if you're an introvert, you don't like people. You never talk to people. You're always in your room, you know, doing something. But it's absolutely not true. Yeah, what you said, uh, I think introverted people just like to spend their time with people who are they who they are very comfortable with. For example, their family members, their best friends. And if we have this like rapport or this deep bond with a person, we are going to be very extroverted. We're going to feel at ease when we're going to feel completely calm and relaxed. And probably that's why some people might think, oh, you are actually an extroverted person, Sam. When in reality, this is just your best friend. And that's why you feel completely calm and relaxed and you can, you know, talk nonstop because you just feel very comfortable with this person. And it's the same thing for me when I talk to my family, for example. I feel very comfortable around them and I can, it's not that I can, I do behave like a very extroverted person around them. But when it comes to creating new connections with people, you know, going out there and maybe meeting new people and trying to strike up a conversation with them, 
Yeah, that's when I'm like, okay, calm down, everything's okay. And something that you just mentioned, same about like what other people will think of you. That's also, I think, something that introverted people struggle with a lot because um, every time I meet new people, I tell them about myself, my life, my job. I don't know, I just feel this like, feel a little bit... We and not weird, but like this feeling of, oh, what are what are they gonna think about my job? Like I really want to see their reaction. I wanna I wanna like hear them say something back. And in reality, now like growing up, obviously like through therapy, reading self-help books, I am trying to change this trait, this personality trait that I have. I know that I have it. I know that I really depend on what other people think of me. But right now, I think that I depend on it less, a lot less. And if sometimes people have like a weird reaction uh, when I tell them that I'm a YouTuber, it doesn't bother me as much or it doesn't bother me at all. Like in the moments when it doesn't bother me at all, I feel very proud of myself. Yeah, that's great. I definitely feel like that as well. I guess in that personality test that we both did, there's a, a letter at the end, which is A, I think, which means assertive or T for uh, turbulent, the turbulent. And I think we're both T's. And I think yes. that means we're perhaps are not so stable or kind of confident in ourselves. And maybe we second guess ourselves and we overanalyze uh, perhaps things that we've done in the past. And we, we think, oh, is that the right thing to do? And yeah, it often leads to not anxiety, but perhaps perhaps overthinking about certain things, especially um, kind of how people perceive us. But one of the reasons that I know that I'm introverted is because when I'm at certain places or events or venues or with certain people, I can get quite tired quite quickly. Not kind of, it's not in the actual event, but it's perhaps the next day. So for example, if I'm out with a large group of my friends and it's not my core group of friends and there's a lot of acquaintances and people I'm not too close with and it's all day, it's, you know, 1 p.m. until 1 a.m., for example, the next day I'm like, okay, I want to relax. I want to maybe date myself or just people who I'm closest with and just to recharge my social batteries. So that's how I know I'm an introvert. And maybe if I go to a music event or a festival, for example, I'm really drained by the end of those because it's constantly just being in a, an environment with people. There's no safety of or like comfort of your own bedroom and you can just shut the door and just be away from people for a few hours. But it's not that I'm shy around people. I'm definitely more shy or reserved around people I just meet or people I'm slightly intimidated by, but it's just my social being in some social situations drains my batteries while I think other people, they maybe uh, get energy from those situations. Exactly. Yeah. I think a great question to ask yourself here is uh, when I am feeling very tired, for example, after an exhausting day of work, let's say, what do I want to do? 
Do I want to just uh, spend, uh, you know, my evening at home by myself, like not really doing a lot of things? Or do I want to go out? Do I want to talk to new people? Do I want to party? And so I think this question really will help you identify if you're introverted or extroverted. Because if you're more introverted, I think you're probably going to say, no, I just want to stay at home. You know, I had a like an exhausting day. So what you said about going to music festivals also really resonated with me because that's exactly what I feel too. After music festival, I just want to be by myself in my room. I don't want to go out. I don't want to talk to people, to new people, especially. Uh, and uh, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit more about the personality test that we did. So the personality test that we did is uh, the one by the Myers-Briggs type indicator. And it was very interesting because basically our personality is called INFJT personality type. So I, the letter I stands for introverted, the letter N stands for intuitive, the letter F stands for feeling, and the letter J stands for judging. Sure. Yeah. The last bit, the judging always makes me feel a bit uh, bad because it, it sounds like you're a judgmental person, but I don't think it means that. Do you have a, a short description there of that personality that you can read out? Yes, I do. And right. no, yeah, it's very important to remember that judging <laughs> doesn't mean that you're judgmental. Yeah. When I, when I first thought, saw that, I'm like, no, I'm not a judgmental person. But no, in reality, J, judging stands for a person who prefers structure and organization. So if you get this letter J and your personality type, don't freak out. It just means that you like to plan ahead. You tend to be very decisive rather than spontaneous. So that's for judging. Uh, well, let's go from the very beginning. So introverted, right? We just talked about that. You sure. gain energy from spending time alone or in small, meaningful interactions. Intuitive, basically, you are you prefer to focus on abstract ideas and possibilities rather than on concrete facts and details. And because of that, you're often future-oriented and you enjoy contemplating the deeper meaning of things. And that, I wanted to ask you, Sam, because... That was very interesting for me when I read that because it was like, wait, how can I be both judging, you know, I prefer structure and organization and intuitive. What do you think about that? Yeah, the, I don't know if I'm qualified to answer that question uh, because I, I have no idea. But I don't know when I think of myself, I, I study politics at university. So I think my interest in politics maybe comes from that intuition and that kind of big picture thinking and maybe thinking of abstract ideas. I'm really bad at, well, I've, I've told myself I'm really bad at doing practical things. And this was made apparent when I went camping with a few of my friends last year and we tried to put a tent up and I was awful at it. And I said, Oh, I'm an academic. This isn't, this is not my uh, forte. I'm better at thinking about how to put the tent up rather than actually doing it. So I think that's the reason why I'm interested in politics and perhaps other things to do with humanities and social subjects is I like to think about ideas and uh, abstract things rather than kind of doing things with my hands and being practical. 
Okay. Yeah, that, that's very interesting. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for this because I think your kind of interpretation of this really helped me understand a little bit better too. Because first it was like, how can I, you know, how can I be the person who is more future oriented and a person who enjoys like contemplating the bigger picture and at the same time I prefer structure. But uh, now, yeah, now I get it. And uh, I feel like that definitely... I think it can definitely describe me. Well, I took the test. That's that's my personality type too. And one more thing, like one more letter that we had there was the letter F for feeling. Mm -hmm. And that is very, very true for me because basically you often make decisions based on your feelings and your values. You emphasize empathy and you also consider the impact of your actions on others. So usually those people are very compassionate and sensitive. And uh, I feel like this part is very true for me because when I interact with people, I always think about, oh, you know, when I, if I say this, how are they going to react? If I say that, are they going to be upset? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, this is the weirdest one for me and the one that I've I found difficult accepting. And I think when I've done some research online, a lot of people who have the same personality type as, uh, as us uh, find this a bit weird because um, in, for myself, and you just mentioned that you were thinking about how that made you feel. And a lot of people who are INFJs, they 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 tend to think a lot and perhaps they overthink about things like we've discussed uh, earlier in this episode. And when I was speaking to a therapist quite a, 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 yeah in 2020, they said that I'm a bit top heavy in the sense that I don't do too much feeling in the sense that I maybe have shut off a lot of uh, feelings and emotions and I kind of think through things instead. And when I do make decisions, it's a lot of kind of thinking uh, rather than feeling. But when I have made big decisions of, oh, when, why should I move to Madrid? Why should I move to Valencia? It was kind of just off this gut feeling. Like I didn't do any research on what's in Valencia, for example, or like, what's it like there or the cost of living or you know, is it a good place to teach English? I just had this idea and I just went with it. So I guess that's uh, one of the reasons why I've, I've, I'm, I'm on the feeling side. And another one is I'm quite sensitive. So my feelings can be hurt quite easily, uh, which is not good. I'm, I definitely have adopted this from my mum because she's quite a sensitive person as well. So is my sister actually. And if something happens, I can quite easily get upset by it or kind of not angry. I'm not really an angry person, but I can get upset by something. And if I'm watching a film or a TV show and something you know horrible is happening in the film or the TV show, I feel like I, I can't, f I, I'm there with the, the character and like I can cry quite easily now at a, a TV show or a film. Maybe when I was younger, I maybe didn't let myself do that. But now I, I'll quite easily do that. So I think that's why, even though I think a lot, I'm definitely on the F side because I, yeah, I can, I can not understand but recognize what people are feeling. So I'm quite empathetic, but and also I'm incredibly sensitive as well. Yeah, the same thing happens to me too. Yeah, when I watch something, uh, I also feel like it's because uh, when I'm feeling something, I start thinking about it too. 
So it's like this constant loop of, oh, I'm feeling all of those emotions. And I start thinking, overthinking all of those emotions instead of just letting them go. You know, oh, I have those emotions. It's fine. Let them go. Just observe, let them go. And that's why meditation really helps me and therapy too. But usually, like sometimes I notice myself like being stuck in this loop of like feeling and thinking, feeling and thinking, feeling and thinking. And then it just explodes. And like <laughs> when I explode, yes, I'm the same person. I don't get angry. I just get extremely sad, just like sad and uh, stressed, I guess. Just like everything is not going the way I want it to be going. I start feeling the self-doubt. I start feeling self-conscious. Um, but now I know that the culprit is this constant loop, feeling and thinking. So I mentioned that I had... A similar personality trait to my mum and that's being quite sensitive and I would definitely say my younger sister is more like my mum in the sense that she's a really warm person and she's really good my my sister and my mum are really good with people that they're, they're what in English we say people they're like a people person that well people people I guess if there's two of them but they are really good at communicating with people they find it very smooth and effortless but Perhaps for me and my dad, even though we can hold conversations and talk to people, it doesn't come as naturally. So I would definitely say that I'm, I've got a more similar personality to my dad and my sister is more like my mum. Do you see any, any similarities between you and your parents? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm very similar to my dad. And I think that's why growing up, I had a very uh, deep bond with my dad. Um, I had a deep bond with my mom too, but there was just a lot of things that my dad just um, understood, you know, and I think like those like all the nerdy aspects of my personality and all the overthinking aspects of my personality, they all come from my dad. Absolutely. And um, I think also uh, that my dad has this uh, character trait that he loves to question everything Mm -hmm. uh and sometimes obviously people don't want to talk to you about that so for example if you're like in a social setting you're interacting with people and uh, he's always that person who's constantly asking why 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 and I think because of him I became this type of person too obviously now growing up I understand that sometimes you just have to stay quiet and like not ask questions but for example a few days ago, I went out with my friends and there was like a new person who I never met before. And he was on a keto diet and he, you know, we were all eating and he was like, oh, like I can't eat this. I can't eat that because I'm on a keto diet. And obviously I was like, why? <laughs> like, because there are moments when I try to obviously stop myself, but I felt like he was open to talking about it. So that's why I went ahead and I was like, why? You know, why did you decide to make this choice? What about this? What about that? And I'm definitely always the person who likes to dig deeper. And after our conversation, after I talked to that guy, I came back home. I started researching more things about, you know, keto diet. And even though I already knew quite a lot of things about the keto diet, but still I was like, okay, he said this, this is interesting. Let me learn more about this thing. So like this, I guess, quality of trying to dig very deep. It's definitely something that I share with my dad. Would you say you're a confrontational person or perhaps if someone says something you don't agree with, 
you're quite happily to challenge them or maybe ask why? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I, I like challenging people if again, but I think now growing up, I understand that sometimes uh, some people don't want to be challenged or that's not the right time to challenge them. So uh, I, I understand that. And sometimes like I, I, I stay quiet, you know, I don't challenge them, but I really, really like it. If I can ask more questions, if I can challenge them and also if other people can challenge me, it doesn't mean that, you know, no, like I can't be challenged. You cannot challenge me. Absolutely not. I like when people challenge me and when they ask me deeper questions, more questions. Uh, why did you decide to do this? What about this and that? So I think that's probably one thing that really gives me a lot of uh, energy. Sure. Yeah, I'm definitely like that. And I have to hold myself back because sometimes I recognize okay, I'm doing it a little bit too much now. And I can see why that would be quite annoying and frustrating. So I guess with some things, especially politics, because I've studied politics at university and I'm interested in it. When I hear someone in public, for example, talking about it, like for example, as in the sauna recently, and I hear someone complaining about something and in my brain, I'm like, I really want to say something right now. And I'm like, can I be can I be bothered to get into this conversation in a sauna with a random person that I don't know so with the people I'm closest with I feel more comfortable to perhaps challenge them on some things but yeah it it's you have to save it for the right moments and also you you can't do it too often but I really do have a tendency to do that and I would like to do it less <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly the same thing that I experienced too. Yeah, like I hear someone uh, complain about something and I think that's even like, that's even worse. When you hear someone talk to someone else, right? They're not even talking to you, but your brain is already trying to come up with like yeah. all of the things, like how you can help them, how you can fix this. It's exactly the same thing that I experienced too. But, you know, sometimes, again, as you just said, you just have to hold yourself back and realize that this person is not even talking to you. Like they don't want your advice. They don't want your help. Relax. Yeah. And then you replay the conversation in your head afterwards. And you're like, like, oh, if you did say something or you're like, oh, I could have said this to them. And then if you do actually do end up confronting, so not confronting, but kind of speaking to someone or challenging someone's beliefs. Uh, yeah. I, I always replay those conversations in my head and think, oh, I should have said this. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Yeah. I also wanted to mention uh, these two types, like personality types that I think people often use. At least some people like have used those personality types to refer to me. For example, someone can say, you're so type A, or you're so type B. So there are two personality types that I feel like it's also important to know. The first one is type A personality. Basically, if you are type A, if you have this personality, it means that you are very competitive, ambitious, driven, and impatient. Uh, obviously, there are a lot of strength to this personality type and also a lot of like weaknesses or things that people have to like deal with or, or work on. And when we talk about the type B personality, we have to remember that those people are more friendly and fun loving and charismatic. But at the same time, sometimes they can get very impulsive or easily bored or self-indulgent. So Sam, do you think you're more type A or type B? Uh, I don't know. I've never done like a test for this, but I think perhaps type A, but 
I actually don't know. I think it's important to remember that personality types or testing should be taken with a grain of salt and they don't, I don't think they're actually scientific. I'm sure lots of psychologists would be annoyed about that, but I think the only test that actually is kind of uh, accepted by the natural sciences is what's called the big five personality test. But I think the one that we've been talking about a lot, the Myers-Briggs one is probably the most popular one and i know that they use this in interview not interviews but perhaps like at work to see what uh personality type you are but i don't really know too much about the type a and type b i i've never really heard too much about the type b because i always hear people kind of say oh that's the type a in me if that makes sense exactly yeah because i feel like this um if you're type a you are very stubborn, like you're a workaholic, you're a workaholic. It's very easy to make you angry. Sometimes maybe you're intolerant. So that's usually why people say, oh, you're so type A, like you're so stubborn, or why you're so angry, you're so type A. Uh, so yeah, usually people use this when they refer to something negative, even though both of those personality types have a lot of positive characteristics too. Sure. Yeah. And I guess if you do identify it as whatever personality type you you do, then it's quite easy to box yourself in and think, oh, I'm only behaving like this because I'm this personality type or uh, like because I'm like this. And like we mentioned at the start, your personality is not fixed. It's relatively stable, but it doesn't have to always be uh, the way that you, you think it has been. So it's important to remember not to box yourself in and think, okay, I'm going to be like this forever or this is useless because, you know, I'm never going to be good at putting up tents because I'm an INFJ or something like that. That's a bit silly. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes, yeah, people start to box themselves in or use those personality types as excuses. Oh, I don't want to go out because I'm an introvert. But like, do you want to go out? Like, what are your um, maybe beliefs and ideas? Maybe you actually want to become more extroverted and meet new people. So yes, yeah, it's, it's very important to keep in mind that when we talk about personalities, we we are not trying to box ourselves in and create this uh, kind of story for ourselves that we are only this person and we cannot change because it's not true. We can, if we want to, if there are certain things we would like to change, it's possible to do so. Yeah. I think it's really useful for learning more, a little bit about yourself. And maybe if you do do a test and they give you a type or whatever, or you're maybe, uh, you know, you get some results I think it's important to look at these results critically and maybe look at some things that you agree with and maybe some things you disagree with. Maybe you'll learn something about yourself and you might you might realize, oh, yeah, I actually am a little bit like that. And for me, I have gained value from doing the Myers-Briggs test and learning about it or maybe another test and learning about it is just to learn more about myself and recognizing why why I do the things I do or why don't I kind of like some things. So once I actually kind of lent into learning about psychology and personality a bit more, I kind of forgave myself for not having the social energy to always want to do something. And if it is a Friday night and I've had a really busy uh, week at work and I've, um, you know, I've done lots of teaching, I might be quite socially tired and in my brain there's a part of me or I think all oh, my friends have invited me to do something, you know, to go out. 
and in my brain i think oh i should really do that or like that's the the cool thing to do or whatever but i think from learning more about yourself through maybe psychology or personality you you can forgive yourself and for me that's been really useful because i'm like oh i'm socially tired right now so i'm just going to do what's good for me and rest and relax absolutely yeah it's something that i'm also working on right now i like a big part of my personality is that i'm not a very patient person and because i understand that it's a part of my personality and i understand why i'm impatient it really helps me work on this impatience and uh, be more kind to myself, as you said, absolutely. Because there are moments when I'm like, oh my God, I need it now. Or like, I need something, I need to change something and I can do it right now. And I take a step back and I just think about it. And I realize that, okay, it's this like impatience talking. And there are these things that I could do to change a little bit or to, you know, um kind of swerve myself into the right direction because sometimes it's pretty hard and sometimes I realize that this character trait is really causing me a lot of pain and I really need to do something about it and realizing that okay it's just a part of my personality it's fine I know why I have this but at the same time I know that I can change that is something that's helping me stay more positive in moments when I feel very sad and I feel like I can't do anything about it. Yeah, I think that's the message to end the episode is to be kind to yourself. Absolutely. I love this message. Yeah. Also, guys, we wanted to remind you that uh, you can download the transcript for this episode. It's absolutely free. And that's something that we do for every single episode we make. So thank you so much to Sam for this conversation. And thank you to every single one of you for listening to us today. Yeah. Thank you, Veronica. And thank you, everyone listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Bridging Borders. If you enjoyed the conversation, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for more useful insights. Stay connected by following us on social media. You can find us at bridging underscore borders underscore podcast. Until next time, keep exploring, keep learning and keep connecting.